Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hear me, big dog. Mm-hmm. We, are we ready? We are live. Here we go. What's cracking? This is Jimbo's foot. This, this is Fire Loop. This is Goldie. What's up, Mr. Criminal? It's your homeboy, Steven Luhan. It's your homeboy, Ricardo. Give him a shout out. Yo, what's cracking? It's me, Alvino. This is Veronica. It's my Nico from Atlanta. Yeah. I'm calling in from the San Fernando Valley. And we back, baby. I see you guys bumping this and representing this all over the map, West Coast. And it feels so good. Yeah. Mr. Criminal on air live, the Crime Family Network podcast. The most realist and active podcast on the West Coast. And if you don't believe, if you don't believe me, we up here all the way in Tacoma, Washington as we speak. We're out here mobily. And when I say the West Coast most active, we've been driving up and down the coast. We just left the Portland Lowrider show. And now we in Tacoma, Washington, crossing state lines with it. Mr. Criminal on Air Live. And today I'm proud to present a dope episode. I got my homeboy in the building. With no further ado, we got the legend, Coca Loco, Cocaina, my homeboy, motherfucking cocaine from the P Town. What's cracking, homie? Man, what's happening, man? Glad to be on the platform. Homie, we are overdue. Mm-hmm. We've been talking about getting this back in action for a minute, and they don't know we go back like maybe 20 years, if not more. 25 plus. 25 plus, and we're gonna highlight it. We're gonna highlight the accolades. The whole uh, movement that you created since the start with this G Funk, everything that you've been bringing to the store, the, the the table, the game, the name, the 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 bands, the highs, the lows. We're gonna get into it all. And uh, critical, we've been driving for a long time. I know you ain't got no mic, dog, but I just gotta say we've been driving for a long time. We've been on this road and uh, shaking hands with the people, getting it in with the people. Taking pictures with the with the hand there out here with the the lowrider culture, and I ran into my homeboy at the lowrider show, and right. I, I I was I was hitting the spot where we're about to set up a podcast, and I seen you coming in and I said that ain't my mother homeboy cocaine, <laughs> and, and and you embrace me as you always do, hit him with that Spanish lingo. Growing mm. up in P town, you know that you you gotta have both lingos right there, and yeah. uh, it's amazing homie to see. The accomplishments and everything that we've been able to witness you do in the culture. So I want to give my salute, my prop shout out to you. What's happening? What's happening, my G? How you feeling today? Man, I'm glad you're up here. Man, you it finally you happened, right? We've been yeah. talking about making this happen for a minute, my G. Man, the power to wiggle. Yeah, yes, sir. And, and we are wiggling out here, homie. So let's speak about it. Let's talk about the uprise. Let's talk about the upbringing. Let's take it back all the way to the essence. I want to know how cocaine was born. Where 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 the the love for the music started? A lot of people don't know the background and how intricate and how deep your roots are in this music game. Right. Let, let, let's highlight who co- Cocaine is and where the foundation of them came from. I'll touch on a couple bullet points. Yes, uh, sir. Originally, I was born in South Bronx, New York, home 
birthplace of hip hop. Okay. You know what I mean? And it was too cold out there. And my father, Jerry Buddy Long Sr., is in the music industry. He's a, a legend at Motown. Some of his works include Just My Imagination, Papa Was a Rolling Stone, Slew of Hits with uh, Temptations, um, Four Tops. You know, he was a big orchestrator, producer, writer, and arranger. So music, it's safe to say, has always been embedded in my 23 chromosomes. But we didn't reap the benefits of the music industry because at that time, it's different now. You know, a lot of companies were corrupted, you know what I mean, ran by mafia and different other things like that. So I had to live in every suppressed environment that any other vato or homie I'd lived in. You know, I grew up in Pomona, California after, you know, migrating from New York, South Bronx. Uh, first, I moved to L.A., but my grandparents was like, hey, we want to get out of L.A., but not knowing that they walked out of the frying pan into the boiling pot when they came to the P, Pomona. And I grew up there, and everything, you you know, that I am now came from that small town with a big name because we had to kick up dust. You know, a lot of fools from the outside thought, it was like, man, Pomona's <clears throat> way out. You know, and we was like, man, nah, we kicking up dust in the SGV. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, that's my humble surroundings, man. It's a beautiful thing, bro, to see you come from that city. Kicking up dust was a definitely thing coming from the homies from the P. I definitely could say it because you guys were right in between, right in between L.A. County. Well, being in L.A. County, but right close to the border of I.E., being right. on, a, being on, a, be, it's a nice central area. You could get to Orange County, south of you guys. You could go east to to, to I.E., west to L.A., so you guys had an influx of, of, of a lot of, uh, I would say, probably running into a lot of different counties and people, different hoods, more than people. And then going to your spot, the soil's like a jungle right there. Like, it's just so many hoods, so many different ethnicities, so many homies. I remember just being over there and, like, getting caught slipping so many times and having to get out of there. Like, damn, homie, ain't even no joke out here in the P-Town. Like, you think it's sweet out there. Anywhere towards that direction, it, 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 you'll find out real quick it ain't. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to the homies from the P-Town. I got a lot of homies out there. This, the let's highlight your introduction to the music game. So 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 where did that start? How did that become a, a reality for for cocaine? Well, I was doing music in the early '80s, and we were spoiled because mm -hmm. it was just the beginnings, you know, of hip hop. And then we had soul and funk music, old school music back then. So we were spoiled. It was good to have like that big pot of menudo to get exposed to it because that's the reason why I'm here. So in the early 80s, I was doing singing and rapping before people was really taking it on themselves, you know what I mean? Um, I would say 82, 83, I started taking it serious. I was a battle rapper. I was a rapper named Jay Gold. I used to perform at this club called Grand Central Station, Joe Cooley, Ice-T, uh, Rakim, everybody used to come there. And in order for everybody to come to the L.A. County Fairgrounds, that was in Pomona, you know, so we did a lot of stuff. And that was from the era at the same time of the crack era, low-ride era, you know what I'm yeah. saying, um, breaking, pop-locking, and gang-banging. So that's the eras I came from, and I think that's the, you know, the intricate era of 70s and 80s that really, you know, 
put me on the map. Yeah. So when I did a three-song demo with Cole 187, shout out to Cole 187, my cousin from Above the Law, it was like in 89, and I signed a production deal with a cat named Larry Goodman, Laylaw with the Clout, who was an intricate member of NWA. He was the D-boy, you know, yeah. to put it to you blunt. And I signed to him, rest in peace, Laylaw, because he just passed. Yeah. Um, and then we did a three-song demo in Pomona, California, at Jimmy Hot Track Studio. Remember, like it's yesterday. Wow. You know, it's a famous studio, Sugar Free Record there, and da-da-da-da-da. So we did that. They shot the kite to Easy e It didn't take long for me to get signed because I fit the mold. First of all, my cousin, Co-187, blessed me with the name Cocaine because he felt my style was different, not only just rapping, but you can kind of emulate George Clinton, Rick James, Smokey Robinson, Curtis Mayfield, the Drifters, whoever. You feel me? So once I got put on in 89, you know, like I said, it didn't take long for me to get signed. Easy felt that I was different. You know what I'm saying? And he liked that different shit. Plus, he liked the controversy name. You know, niggas with attitudes, motherfuckers wasn't playing. So that was my humble beginnings on signing to Easy e you know what I'm saying, and meeting him in 1989 through my cousin Cole 187 Above the Law and Larry Goodman Laylaw, the late, great Laylaw. That's amazing. How long was uh, your cousin armed with Easy before you, before you had a chance to meet him? Well, they were already doing stuff with him in 88. Mm -hmm. That was around when Cube was still around. DLC still had his voice. Uh, Easy e used to take them out on the road. Uh, they was telling him, look, man, put up that dope sack, man. We got something better for you. So they were in the mix in 1988, a year before, you know, I actually came in the mix. And once they created Living Like Hustlers, which a lot of people don't know, that that particular project was a very prolific project because that's the first time you ever heard the word balling on their records, you know, and... They were doing things that years later, you know, Nipsey Hussle adopted. You know, Mr. Untouchable really started with Above the Law. And I just used that name to kick off his marathon. Mm -hmm. So they were riding around in paddy, paddy wagons. and Something went, that was unheard of, you know what I mean? And when Living Like Hustlers came out, I had to wait a year for my actual project to come out which Easy e made a three-artist uh, deal and distribution, one of the biggest distributions ever. He was considered our Russell Simmons, West Coast Russell Simmons at the time. It was Poor, Broken, Lonely, Above the Law, and Cocaine. So when I signed in 1991, we also sampled Michael Jackson's because now we label mates at Epic Records. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you a funny story. Um, the first Death Row beat that, uh-uh, that Death Row, I forget what it's called, Dre was actually going to produce on my album. And this was all in 1990. You feel me? But he shot me some beats, but Hutch had the heavy hand, my cousin, into producing cocaine, rightfully so. And going into 91, uh, I came out with a single called Who Am I? Because the record companies were scared to put my name out there because the FCC laws wouldn't permit them to say cocaine. It was too controversial. But then 
they changed the name to Who Am I? And a lot of people was going to Abbey Road and going here and saying, well, who the fuck is Who Am I when we looking for the nickel slick nigga cocaine? So that was a door slapped in my face. And I'm going somewhere with this. It's a beautiful thing about doors being slapped in your face. You know what I mean? Because it builds resilience. It builds character. Makes you go harder. Yeah. So easy. Dr. Dre, Cole 187, you know, they had the niggas with attitude type of attitude, like, fuck the radio. And that made Easy e the whole Above the Law crew, hot because they changed my name to Who Am I. But we came out with that record, and Dre and Hutch and Easy e was like, man, well, fuck the radio. We want to put you on this shit we doing called Niggas for Life, Evil for Zagging. We want you on the hook. And Easy said, I need you to write my part for this song called Appetite of Destruction. I wrote his 10 Gangster Commandments. Damn. So that allowed me, you know, at the same time, doors being shut in my face, to, for the fellas at Rupert's Records to really put me on, and above the law, put me on, and you can hear Cocaine introducing the character, which years later you hear all on Eastsiders and Snoop and just a slew of hits. A character called Sweet Talk. Well, I write y'all across the USC content watch. They don't even know to walk through the shadow, you know, that type of shit. Yeah. And that really helped me out because even though the radio, you know, was stuck in tradition, had a stick in their ass at that time, now it's just, you know, you can't help but play cocaine because mm -hmm. I'm on more features than anybody on the planet. But back then, they wasn't having that shit, big dog. They was, it was on some traditional shit, but... That allowed me to get my first platinum record in 1991. Damn. Yeah. Now, congratulations to that. Now, yeah. who would have thought the homie from Pomona with the name like Cocaine tried to ban you from the radio, FCC right. problems, now you go platinum. How right. does that feel, my G? How, how does that It like, felt feel? good because, you know, prior to going platinum, that was the same time that Snoop Dogg, and Nate Dogg, after coming out of the armed services, you know, Warren G brought them up to the studio on La Cienega and Sentinella, mm -hmm. remembering like it's yesterday, to audition in front of Above the Law because I actually don't know, they just finding out Above the Law was going to put Snoop Dogg on and Nate Dogg, and they were going to actually be ruthless artists. Wow. And this was during the same time, Suge was our bodyguard. You see what I'm saying? He used to bodyguard for DLC, bodyguard for us. But when 91 came out, it was discrepancies going on at the same time in Ruthless Records. And we were, we was like, we were being honest. Like, man, this publishing thing ain't matched up to this, ain't matched up to that. We need to work some things out. Uh, everything is coming on the taxes. What's up, Jerry Heller? You know, what's up? So we were going to actually leave Ruthless Records. A lot of people don't know that. And it wasn't because of Easy e It was because business is not personal and this business is starting to be personal. There's discrepancies on this paperwork. So Easy was so adamant on keeping his artists together that we rekindled our business relationship and turned down Shug for the death row. This was before Snoop was going to death row. Dog Pound wasn't even in the picture yet. You see what I'm saying? So we rekindled our business relationship with Easy e Dr. Dre was already set up 
on leaving because of the poison that they were sharing between Suge. This is a true story. And he was set on leaving, doing this thing. And Easy was like, man, my nigga, how you going to leave me, nigga? I, I'm paying all this money for you to get out of jail for beating up bitches and everything else. Mm. And I'm doing that. And I'm like, we can work this shit out. But the problem wasn't easy. The problem was Jerry Heller because at that time they were double dipping overseas. So like you get a, you get some record sale over here, but they weren't telling you overseas that they're printing up this double dipping. That's a cold game. Now, once Easy find out about all that, he was about to get rid of Jerry Heller and make it right for NWA above the law, anybody that was a part of their success. Because you got to realize it wouldn't be no death row if it wasn't banked off the success of Ruthless Records, period. So going back to, you know, when Snoop and audition for us because of Warren G. Warren G had a lot to do with, excuse me, with Snoop's career. It's, it's on record, rightfully so. But Warren G used to stay with us in 1989. He knew our flavor. He stayed with us in Colton, California, off Mount Vernon and Cottonwood Ranch Apartments, 187. You know what I'm saying? Well, so we would go back to Santa Ana. He, we, we, we would go back and forth. We was all at a studio called Audio Achievements. So from 89, going back up, he always used to tell us, man, that we're going to bring these cats through. Slim, Snoopy, dope. And when I first met Snoop, he was dope. One of the coldest freestylers back then, I heard. And I was like, wow. So 187 was really going to put him on. He wasn't going to be a death row artist first. He was going to be a ruthless artist first. But I already had contractual obligations where I was signed. At the same time, the breakup was about to happen. At the same time, Warren G took Snoop and Nate over to a barbecue or wherever they was at. And a lot of people don't know. Dr. Dre called Cole 187 because he knew we were working with Warren G, Snoop, and Nate Dogg at that time and said, Hutch, man, I got this kid over here. He's dope, man. Snoop, I know you work with him. What, Joe? Hutch said, man, go ahead and work with him. So Hutch actually gave him the blessing to say work with Snoop. That's amazing. Yeah, work with Snoop. So once they left, we were all cool. People were driving around the corner from each other in Calabasas. Bing, bing, hey, it wasn't like a beef like you think. But then things got messy because you, later after that, we were doing our normal thing after doing the, uh, the VSOP, Black Mafia Life, and all that shit. We were doing our own thing. But then we started hearing remnants of our style, our music, our everything on chronic it sounded like Black Mafia. And this was the truth. They say in our words, Chief Funk. We created Chief Funk. They saying little things just trying to shit on us. And we were like, man, that beef between Easy and Dr. Dre. But I get it at the time. If you with your homies, you going to just ride if they in, in the fault or not. You know what I mean? But it was crazy back then because I'm on an all-death row soundtrack called Deep Cover. Nickel Slick Nigga is on that soundtrack, the same track, the same soundtrack that actually blew Snoop up. So they knew the flavor. 
They were riding for them. We were riding for death, bro. They were saying certain slick shit. We were saying slick shit because we felt we had more right to say it. Y'all took some of our shit. It's years later. It's different, but back then that was the mindset. And we used to tell Easy Man, we got to defend ourselves. So I did one of the coldest diss records ever created. A lot of people don't know that. You know what I'm saying? Called Don't Bite the Funk. Mm. That was on Funk Upon a Rhyme, one of the coldest albums I ever did. One of the most rememberable songs that was played at Easy E Funeral and Pop was No Pain, No Gain off Funk Upon a Rhyme. Wow. So we were going at them like, don't bite our shit. We was like, y'all biting our shit. And they would they did dissed us on a, a cut called Blunts and Tango Ray. That's when you first heard Dog Pound then. Because then they got adopted to the group. And if you riding with your homies, feel me, homie, you riding with your homies. And we get it back then. So we went through that. Easy E passed. Left a stain on our motherfucking game because all the assets was held up. It was some old shit going on, put it like that. And I used to just, it was like, it's time for me to leave. So, and I, you know, when Easy passed, uh, me and Yella hooked up and we went over to Scotty Brothers to did one more nigga to go. This is for the E. A real cop to city G. That's when I did that song because I felt easy E died. It was time for me to go. I have my attorney, Mr. Daniel Stewart, deal with them later because he was my attorney at the time. So once that had happened, I would go to a lot of studios. And I ain't exaggerating. Ten times out of ten, they said, man, put this shit on. Cocaine shit is fuego on me. Shit fire. I like this funk shit, whatever I was doing, or whatever, you know, and it kind of created a safe haven and kept me afloat because I had kids to feed, man. My, me and my novia had kids to feed, and the assets is frozen from roofless, so I would work, work, work. Then I had a chance for my homeboy to get out of jail, my little bro, who started off with us and Digital Underground, number one. He was the first one who ever said G-Funk on record before anybody thought about it. And that was the great late Tupac. Wow. So we hook up with him. I'm like, I got my second win. Me, Spice One, uh, and Banks. We go do a song with Ice-T on Sunset Plaza with his heart, with his house that used to be on Sunset Plaza in the hills with the Shark Tank. We go do that. We stand at the Madrian. This is a year later after Easy E passed. Feel me? So we see him on Sunset, and then we's like, that look like Pac, you little peanut head nigga. Look like a Pac right there. We see him pull over to the side. We's like, what's up? So we pull over to the Madrian. Uh, I do a dip somewhere. Pac, uh, Spice One call me again. We go over to his house in Sherman Oaks. And I remember like yesterday, Sherman Oaks, we over at Pac's house, and he said, man, I want to do a song, right? So I'm on the piano playing. Sometimes I feel like my day is coming. Won't you free my mind? Free my mind? Free my Because he always liked that type of life and death song. He was inspired by us. 
You know what I mean? So, boom, my phone called. It's Quincy Jones' daughter. He on the phone arguing with her. And it's, rest in peace, Gaddafi. A couple of the uh, the outlaws in there. And we right off, his house was off Sherman Oaks. Yeah. So we go to Canada. And he said, I got a song, man. I want to come up with. And uh, Fortunate Fame. So me and Spice won on the original song. On the last song Tupac ever recorded was Fortunate Fame with the Outlaws Cocaine and Spice One. Wow. So he was like, I want y'all come to the movie set, Loving the Bullet. I want you to meet crazy-ass Jim Belushi. <clears throat> so we go to downtown L.A. on 3rd Street. We go mash up there, kicking it with him, doing all this shit. He said, I'm going to New York. But then when I come back, I want you niggas to ride with me, you and Chico. We were actually supposed to be out in Vegas with Pac. But I had a record to promote with Yellow called One More Nigga to Go. And I couldn't do it because I had a cut called For Riders Only. For Riders Only had that out. You know what I mean? And it's like, bam, the next day after he go to Vegas, and I know I'm talking. The, no, I love it. I the, love last, it. the next day after you go Kick to Vegas, game, you know, I get a phone call. I'm in Santa Monica. That's where Scotty Brothers, you know, mob guys. Scotty Brothers was out there at the office. So a lot of businesses in Santa Monica, right? So I'm talking to B. Legit because that's my guy. Shout out to B. Legit. He's at MNE 40. Yes, sir. So he's like, man, pop gone. And I thought he was like, man, what the fuck you talking about? It's like, nah, man. Pac gone. They got him. So I, I look on the news and I'm like, damn. And I couldn't help it, man. Any real motherfucker know how to crack a crocodile tear for their homeboy. Crocodile tears cracked down my eyes and I was like, I was just so sick on me. Because he asked us to be there. He asked us to join the nation. And here I am after Easy e died. Now my homeboy Pac died. Damn. So now I had to go venture off again. You know, and during those times, it left me in some dark-ass places, man, to where sometimes getting high was a relief for me. Very functional. But it was mostly the pain that I was going through. Losing loved ones. So eventually I made my way to this group, to this uh, these guys, these Crips, from Pomino Block Crip. Shout out to Al Dog. Rest in peace, uh, Hat Dog. Uh, there were some real ones, man. There were even FBI files with, with 22 million in computer trips, just heisting and shit. I mean, it's already out there, so nigga ain't no snitch. So, but I hooked up with, with them called Street Institute, me, Volume 10, and um, JL Felony, DJ Silk, who's now Aftermath producer, clever, all these collection of people. We did our thing from like 97 to 98. And we did pretty good, man. That's when I came out with Mr. Kane. I got Too Short on there, I got Sebo uh, on there. I got uh, Short Chop on there. The list goes on. It did really good. That's the one with the cocaine hat flipped up like the penitentiary. 
Yeah. Paint that picture, mm -hmm. right? So we did that, but the homies get, bam. They turned the motherfucking lights off at the studio for a week. And they had a spot in Upland, off Upland. You know those little studios off Upland, I think in Central or some shit. Yes, like sir. That. And they took the homies to jail. But during those times, Half Dead and Trey D used to fuck with us. This was before the East Siders. Snoop Dogg was still with no limit records. But this was his last little thing he was doing. So he sent the kite through little Half Dead who was working with Street Institute, who I happened to be with, and said, man, Snoop, want to give it to you. We want to get one. So we happened to got together. We squashed the funk, and Snoop was like, man, your sound is different. That's going to kind of alter me because I did the little country sound with no limit, but I need to get back home because they built some of this shit off the influence that Above the Law and Cocaine did, besides Dr. Dre. This is the facts. So I said, okay, I'll go over there. We squashed the funk, hash down. He was right down the street in Claremont, considered Pomona, you know, right up the street from Upland. So the first song we did, he said, I'm setting this group together, called the Eastsiders, Trey D, and Goldie Lowe from two different hoods that happened to have been beefing. Deuces and trays. We're going to put it together. But I need your sound. So I went over there. Everything was cool. Hashed it out with Nate Dog because he stayed in Claremont. The first song we did is the music grinder in Hollywood. Beach did that beat. And it was don 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 Oh, oh, so I can't get around it. You know, the East Siders. Yeah. And we was like, man, this is a perfect business marriage, creative marriage. So we go back to his house, and it was just work, work. You see Fred Red, Battle Cat, Jelly Roll, Scott Storch, work, 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 work. We was in that motherfucker grinding. And he was like, man, the sound is really good. Now trip this. I wasn't even signed. I was asking Snoop, when are you going to sign? <clears throat> but I was a free agent when I did all the East, when I did the East Siders. Even during the last meal. After the last meal is when he got that big, gigantic deal at MCA for the Doggy All-Stars. That was E. White, Latoya Williams, that was Superfly, and Cocaine. But MCA filed Chapter 11. All that money went to dog. Rightfully so. You're hustling. Just shit. And then here I was after doing all this great shit on Chronic 2001, being everywhere. Boom. Now, everybody disbanded. Trey D, for reasons, I'm going to plead the fifth. He went to jail. A lot of people know their stories, but I'm going to plead the fifth on Yes, that. sir. He went to jail. Goldie did his shit more so in low riding and cannabis club thing. I went on and did my own thing, put together a song with a couple homies from Pomona called Painkillers. And I was going through a lot of shit, Carnell, like, and a year later, my mom passed, and I was I did a little punk-ass county lid, and I was like, man, it's time for me to get up out of here, man. It's over with. Homie, easy gone, this gone. Things are going in shambles. I got to get my life together. I got to get my business together. So I left California with a hole full of furniture in the house still because I didn't want the energy. 
You know, I had to clean myself up, get off drugs, and be right with God, Papa Jesus. You know what I mean? So when I left, man, I never looked back, created my own company with my wife called Buddy Boy Entertainment. We're 14 years strong, and we've been escalating ever since. And I happy, I'm happy I made those moves, you know, because the journey is just so real, Mr. Criminal. You know, I'm coming out with a book called The Making of a Legend. And it, it's just it's just history that is so real. You wouldn't believe it, but it happened. And here I am, 2023, you know, over 4,000 features, which is unheard of. You know, whether it's doing consecutive songs with one artist or just other artists, most feature artists in Chicano rap, too. It's a blessing because now as an elder, I see the inspiration I can give to people all over the world because I've been through it. And that's what the reward is, you know, giving that inspiration to my own daughter because her name is Anissa Long, a.k.a. Young Colombiana, and she's taking the baton. And that's why I know I'm here is because I tell everybody, ain't no expiration date on dope music. It's not like your basketball player like we talked about a soccer player. Music is eternal. You could be 99. You could be 82 years old like George Clinton still. You could be like Santana. You could, you know, it's no expiration date on dope music. And for me to be here, still relevant, which I'm humble, because now youngsters all over the planet saying, wow, man, like, I'm inspired by your push, and the one thing that's relevant that comes out of it that I like is that when I look at you, cocaine, I look at, I have the spirit not to give up. Because I've been doing this for 34 years professionally. Been over millions and millions of records, and it's highs and lows in this game, and some of the most brilliant people in this game died broke. It doesn't stop their greatness. You know, I've just been blessed to have a novia that were able to intervene, you know, never drink, never smoke, never did nothing, you know, just protected me and collected all my shit like immunization shots, you know what I'm saying? For me to be here to say, hey, I'm standing 10 toes down, um, I have accountability, I don't care who you are, you new beginning. You OG, you know, it's ways that we can have regular conversation. It ain't got to be no big eyes or no little use. And that's why I'm here, you know, still to the day, you know, um, putting shit on the map. And I'm having fun, most importantly, because you got to love what you do or don't do it at all. And I enjoy working hard. I enjoy going through the struggle and, and perseverance to tell a testimony to some vato that's all... That's, that's, need that just a little spark. And that's all we're here for at the end of the day. That's why this podcast is here, to give a spark. Not no elaborated, full-gazy forest fire, but just a little spark. You know, so trying to sum it up, and I, I thank you for allowing me to just express myself on your platform because a lot of stuff, I, I haven't had a chance to do that. You know what I mean? It's just been quick questions that. But you more familiar 
And I know your walk personally, and I'm very proud of you, criminal. Man, you know, you. I know where you've been. <clears throat> and for you to be at where you at and be a pillar of the community, not just on the national hood level, but international, that means greater things are coming through you that Papa is going to use you for. And that's a good thing because it's relatable. We relate to this. 25 years ago when you came to pick me up in that big-ass Cadillac, and we go over to the thing, and I'll be like, hold on, man. I got to do my little drogos real quick. But it was all good because God just don't use the good. He used the good, the bad, and the ugly. Absolutely. You feel me? Absolutely. And I appreciate you, OG, because you lended me a lot of game. You helped me in moments. You were you were my first person that I actually grew up listening to that I had a chance to 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 meet. And I was just like, damn, that's cocaine in the booth about to spit on my shit. Like when I played it for the homies, they're like, You ain't got cocaine on your shit. I'm like, I got cocaine on my shit. <laughs> so I went press play, motherfuckers. They were like, dog, you did it. Like I remember the homies looking at me like motherfucker did it. Like and before right. it was like, oh yeah, criminals rapping. But when right. I came and pressed play on the motherfuckers in the hood, cause I had cocaine on my shit, they're like, okay, this motherfucker's doing it. Like, okay, now he's going somewhere. Now he's taking his music somewhere. So I appreciate you for blessing me. And they don't know the connection comes so organically and so real. And and I, I'm just I'm just thankful, homie, to have an OG like you that I could consider a peer and, 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 and a carnal that I could hit up like, cocaine, what you think about this? Cocaine, what you think about this? Hey, my G, I need you to slide on this. And there's never been no questions asked. It ain't never been no funny shit. No, uh -uh. no you, you ain't even on this. It's like, what you need, homie? I got you type shit. You know, right. I, I appreciate that because... Coming from your caliber, coming from who you are, you command anything that you wish in this rap game. Right. And, and, I, and I see what me and you, all you command is, is just respect, and it's always been there, homie. And I, and I, man. I love you for that, my G. Man, I love you yeah. more. And, more and than you know. Respect, homie. And, and we've been doing this black and brown stuff since before it was trendy. Yeah. And, and, and you were doing it before I was even in the game. Speak on that. Speak on your connections to the first Chicano rap when Easy was putting you guys around there. Man, well, you know, always been cool. I grew up with uh, Chicano brothers. Some of my family's Chicanos. Yes, sir. You know what I mean? Um, and then where you're from is where you're at, man. We had the best teacher. You know, prior to us already showing that, we had the best teacher in the world, and that was Eric Easy e Right. You know what I mean? He went outside the box. He didn't care about the politics. You know, when you look at cats like Brownside, Kid Frost, ALT, uh, even going outside of Compton and grab Cleveland, Pomona cats, he understood, you know, color has nothing to do with business and making fetia. These fools are gangsters just as much as these fools are gangsters. They buy our records, you got to pay homage. You can't just say, thank you. No, you got to put them on. You see what I'm saying? He, he just didn't it. say. A lot of people extend thank you because they get on the bandwagon of something that's popular. Yes, sir. But he did it when it wasn't popular. He made it popular. He made he it crack. He made it popular. He made it crack. Like, back then, you got to realize, Brownside was the the, the the Mexican version of NWA. Some, some gangsters. Rest in peace, danger, and... I know a lot of people saying somebody shouldn't did it, but at the end of the day, just look at the positivity that came out of what Easy did as a visionary years later. 
So we had the best teacher in the world. You know what I mean? And it's not enough to say he's a teacher if you don't use it on your own personal way. So I started clicking up with a gang of talented vatos out there. Vato locos, though. Yes, sir. <laughs> Real talk. Mm-hmm. With some gangster shit. Yes, sir. You know, I started hooking up with them, and we started building up a camaraderie. Like, man, you're my brother. You're my cardinal. now. And we start really, it start really resonating through the music because that's the most powerful thing about food, cannabis, music, culture. You know, all that brings people together. True. And I just kept going, and I am so grateful to the Rasa. I'm so grateful to all the artists that are my Chicano brothers because they kept me afloat, and I kept them afloat. You know, I have something they need and vice versa. And that love transcended past politics because no one ever thought that music would really kill off politics, so to speak. Culture, food, low-rider culture. And here we are years later. I can go to, to the video and go to certain places where I'm just nothing. It's nothing but respect as a man. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. And I, I was, I choose my words carefully, because it's you gotta have. And like I got love for my culture, I have love for the Rasa, and I don't bite back my tongue or nothing like that, because all it is at the end of the day, the most powerful element anyone could ever, any fool could ever use is L O V E. Absolutely, and that comes that comes from above, and it comes from something that 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 we have that's universal and, and never ending, and that's our souls and our spirits. Yeah. You know I mean? And we all we all got to go somewhere after this. So, I think that that the fact that we are putting that in the the universe, I think that there's two sides, obviously, to anything in life, right? There's there's the division, there's the good, the bad, the the dark, the light. I think that that we're definitely on the side of pushing the positivity to the right people. I think right. that we got the 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 right youth. Um, watching the right people that matter, that, that are looking up to us, creating the, the sound that, that they look up to, I think that we're doing the right thing, bro, because I hear the music, and, it, and it's a completely different push than the, the negative shit of these motherfuckers having sticks in every track, and they want to shoot you in the face every track. Yeah. You could tell the influence from the cocaines and the criminals compared to the others, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and I think that's an amazing thing. Yeah, this is an entertainment business. If you mm-hmm. did, decide to do... Uh, Training day, American movie, then you turn around and do uh, uh, Cesar Chavez documentary or you do uh, Malcolm X. This is an entertainment business. Gangbanging don't have nothing to do with entertainment. Once the closed curtain, I think people mixed it in and, and it made it not make sense. For sure. You know, now once the close... The curtain is closed and the lights is off and everything. Who are you, homie? My name is Jerry Buddy Long. I'm from Pomona, California. My fictitious name is Cocaine. But Jerry Long, been with my woman since 84. I have eight kids by her. Most of them kids are in university. That's what it's about. For people to see, yeah, you Mr. Criminal everywhere, yeah. She is fooling the movies, putting in work, boo. But the best part of that 
is that you're able to show how to navigate through what is real and through what is entertainment. See, Easy E knew that. He said, man, we got to sell records to Bloods, Crips, and SAs, white folks, squares, pimps, whoever. And in order for, do, for, for us to do that, it cannot be no color line. You know what I mean? So I'm in the business to influence all over the world. I don't care if you motherfucker indigo purple. If you have a heart and you have a soul, what is going to hit you? Absolutely. And that's what cocaine stand for. Hell yeah. And I will continue to stand for that, that real shit. And you do, I mean, and it shows in, in your music and the way that you push your movement. Um, what's the biggest misconception about cocaine? If you, if you could correct people that, that want to stereotype because of name or whatever, what, what would you say is the biggest misconception? Um, I think a lot of, lot of us are misunderstood, you know, because people are looking at us from the outside in the end, but they don't know it takes a lot. You see us shining, but it takes a hundred times more behind the scenes to do one second of shining takes a lot of work. One thing I want people to know about me is to never give up. Never give up. Consistency is key. Stay in your lane. Don't try to do anybody else. Create your own lane and get out of bumper bumper traffic. It's too much fools in that traffic. You know what I mean? And most importantly, master patience. Fall in love with patience. It unlocks every door you want to have. When you fall in love with patience, that means you won't be frustrated because things ain't happen accordingly to your plan. Things don't never happen to accordingly to where you plan. Nothing ever goes perfect. You want to tell, you want to make God laugh, tell him your plan. Mm. Wow. You know what I mean? So master your patience. Fall in love with what you do. You understand? And stay consistent. Hell yeah. That's game. That's game, man. I I think that uh, the fact that you have practiced that and, and, and pushed the love for so long, I think it's amazing. Now, I want to highlight something. You had to, when I came in the studio, I heard the beats knocking. I heard the walls vibrating. I heard something going down. You want to you wanna highlight that dope music that I heard coming up here? Because I, I just... Well, we got some, some I, I got, um, I'll sing you down there. I see, excuse me. I seen you down there in PO. Yes, sir. And I have uh, um, uh, two individuals in here, my nephew and my niece. Yes, sir. And we got a song that's featuring Sugar Free and myself called I Like to Find the Things in Life. That's hard. You know what I mean? And he's like n the number one guy up here. He's on some Macklemore numbers and all that type of shit. Mm -hmm. His name is Anthony Danza and Goldie Stoke. Goldie uh, Stacks is on the track along with me and Sugar Free. And the video just got shut, uh, shot in Portland. So that'll be coming out as well. And I just like to meet good people, man. You meet good people when you get out your comfort zone. We already know our comfort zone is Cali. Yes, sir. But go see the world, man. You yeah, meet to. interesting people. Like, broaden your perspective on culture and different yeah. other shit. If you don't know what I'm talking about, then stay close-minded, man. That's For your sure. prerogative. For sure. But if you want to meet good people, 
you know, go travel. And by being up here for 14 years, because I'm always, I don't never put on the ground where I'm at, but I'm always wiggling. Yes, sir. You know, I had a chance to mix it up with this record. And the record is doing good. It just came out. It's called The Finer Things in Life. Uh, Anthony Danza featuring Sugar Free Cocaine and Goldie Stacks. Yes, sir. So that's out. And also I have a project out called The Classic Release of Cocaine. It's called The White Album. We got Snoop. I uh, got Sugar Free, uh, Lil' Half Dead. You know, and that project we worked on around the time after I finished working on The Chronic 2001, and around the same time I worked on The Last Million Eastside Records. So ain't no expiration on dope music. It's out, it's doing good. The Sugar Cane Hard Copies is now out. That project is doing good. Shout out to Sugar Free. Hell yeah. And Ted. And uh, we just, you know, it's a lot more that I can say, but I'm not too much into name dropping, more so than action. And if we can, I would like to at least... Let them say yeah, hello. You know what? Bring, bring them in. Yeah. Let's bring them in. Hello on there real in. quick. That music was banging. Yo. Oh, okay. Hell yeah. Introduce, introduce them. What's the name, G? Huh. It's my guy, Goldie. No, I said Goldie. It's my guy, Anthony Danza. What's up, y'all? Anthony what's Danza. How you doing today, G? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you. Hell yeah. Hey, what's, what's the name of the song that, that's coming out, homie? I heard that banging when I walked up. Man, we just dropped it a couple months ago, um, The Finer Things, and we just starting the promo circuit on it. We just shot the video with Sugar Free um, this last weekend. We're going to shoot the second part of it um, here in Seattle, and we'll get that video out, and we got the challenge coming, probably a remix dropping. We're going to work this record, and uh, we really got a, a West Coast classic on our hands as long as we do our work. Um, it checks all the boxes, and it's doing great independently right now, and I'm excited to see what it does. Man, congratulations on that. We need that for the coast. How does it feel to have a track like that represented coming from out here and, and being able to carry the flag and, and the torch from a different aspect from the West Coast? Man, I'm a student of the game. Um, to pay homage to it is is uh, the ultimate, you know what I'm saying, gift that I could give. Um, so sharing this track with, with, with guys like this that paved the way, um, the architect of G-Funk, um, you know, I really can't you know say anything else but thank you, and um, I'm just being a vessel right now you that's, know that's a blessing bro having having cocaine in, in your corner and having him show the love that that he is having and embracing you i mean he's going out of his way to, to 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 put that on his back how does that feel to 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 have someone like that recognize your talent and believe in you man i i can't even put it into words you know every animal every living creature on this earth has a special way of protecting itself or being successful in life right they got a special thing whereas you know venom and they and they bite or whatever it is and cocaine's got a very 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 special energy about him and he can slither in any room across any genre and you know he's if, he, if he's with you he's with you and he's gonna take you in those rooms so um you know like i got a superhero on deck with me right now that's a blessing, homie, and, and to have that as a mentorship, homie, soak that up. Don't, don't, don't ever. Uh, you seem like a very smart dude, bro. You seem like a very uh, well thought cat. So my my advice to you is just run with that. Don't ever look back. You know what I'm saying? Just keep on climbing that hill and keep on shining. We proud of you out here, homie. Lord, that's love. Hell I appreciate yeah. that. What's what's the Instagram? How could they follow you? How could they find the track? Anthony Danza, A N T H O N Y D A N Z A with an underscore at the end. I'm usually on Instagram, um, but yeah. The uh, the track is on all uh, streaming platforms. We gonna um, 
we're gonna make a mess on uh, on YouTube this summer. It's gonna, we're gonna have the video going crazy, so just watch out for that. Um, timeless music does not get old, so we're gonna be putting it in their face for a long time. Bet that. Man, that's love, and I'm gonna be real with you. Right here, we're we're doing the the interview, and I I told I told the homie Coco Loke, I only got the mic set up for two, and he said, man, I, I don't care what we gotta do, criminal, but I gotta put my people in this motherfucker and show <laughs> some love. We gotta show some love, so you got a motherfucker writing right here for you, so that's real, and, and it's organic because I did pull up, and I was like, man, this motherfucker's banging. But damn, I was like, man, I don't got enough mics. How can we set up? He's like, you're going to make it happen. So that's love, Listen, dog. I appreciate when that. When you don't even believe in yourself, Coco going to take you in that room next door and be like, you're going to stay right here and we're going to make this happen. So sometimes you need that mentorship, you know, not even, you know, just to, like, we over here trying to just be pleasant and just not get in anybody's way. But Coco's going to be the OG and be like, no, it's your time to get your legs in, figure it out, stay a little longer, argue with your old lady, you know, get your words out. Make like, this happen. Like a true coach red, went, uh, leading the team to a championship, man. Well, congratulations to you, man. Shout out to Cocaine for, you know, uh, embracing you and, and, and seeing your vision. And having the vision to see the, the talent in you and the pussy, bro, that's that's amazing. So congrats, man. We, we, we're going to definitely bang that. And I want all my people to go out there and support that right now. That's how we do it, man. Shout out to you. Man, appreciate you. Hell yeah. Come on, right Hell back. Yeah. Right Next back love. It was you. a pleasure meeting you, G. Get on, man. Hell yeah. <laughs> Thank man, you. That's love, homie, for sure. Hey, much love and respect. Man, that's dope, homie, to see that. And, and, and it just doesn't stop cocaine. This, right. shit, this shit just keeps on coming. The, the, the mentorship just keeps coming. The hits keep coming. The influence keeps coming. The positive energies keeps coming. And Absolutely. the testimony keeps growing, brother. I'm proud of you, homie. <laughs> it's amazing. I appreciate you you uh, taking time off your tour and, and meeting us out in the city in, in, in Tacoma and, you know, going out of your way to meet us in, in, in this busy schedule that you have that you keep and that you move around the map. And it's a, it's a beautiful thing and amazing, bro. I appreciate you, too. Man, gracias, homie. I, I think. And, uh, yeah, man, is there, is there anything else you want to highlight before we get up out of here? Anything um, else you want to cover? I just want to give a shout-out to my family. want to yes. give out to, you know, my family, crying family. Yes, sir. Uh, very blessed to be in your presence. Gracias, homie. And uh, your novia presence and engineer. It's, yes, sir. It's all, it's all, we like from the same clica. Straight up. I want to give a shout-out to all the young vatos out there, man. If you ever have a dream. Don't never give up on that shit. Continue to focus. Get less, starve your distractions with your focus. That's the best thing I can say. Uh, create your own lane. Ask a lot of questions. Close mouth, don't get fed. Straight up. Ask a lot of questions. Stay consistent because you got to remember all sperm cells don't get to the egg. So if you feel like you're fortunate enough to get to the egg, to birth some new ideas. Well, it, you will you will listen and soak it up like SpongeBob, wow. more so than talking. And it's about your listening skills. And most importantly, put Papa Jesus for first and let your actions speak for itself. Man, spoken from a legend, yeah. a gentleman, a leader, and, and, a, and a true G-Funk Founder, homie. We appreciate what you've done for the coast, for the culture, for the music, for the game, for Chicano rap. Man, everybody needs to give cocaine his flowers. We're giving you your flowers right here, homie. Man, and we appreciate you, homie. The most featured artist in the West Coast period, mm -hmm. in the world period. 
like I said on the other podcast, homie, the most. You have been played in every single hood, every single barrio, every single street, every single lolo, every single car with and Dayton's I'm on honored. that motherfucker. I'm honored. That's cocaine, homie. So, honored. So it's amazing, homie. We can't wait to see what you got coming next. What you got on the on the schedule? What we, what could we look for for? Well, for my daughter's coming out. She got a project called Young Colombiana. Oh yes. Uh, you can follow her at. Uh, on our Instagram at double A N I S A H underscore long. Um, she'll be coming out with that, but out with that project first beginning of the year. But she got some, she's snapping, man, like daddy, like daughter, man. She sing and she rap, she produce, she, she's a renaissance That's dope. lady. And I'm just happy for my family. Uh, my son's going to a university. You dub out here. I'm just like, man, I'm happy, man. Man, God has been good to you, G. God is great, bro. It's amazing to see the the glow and the smile and, and the satisfaction that I could see in my homie right here, dog. Yeah, Cause, yeah. Cause I, I, I see it. I see it. I can truly see Kill peace. Me, I see the, the happiness and I see the, the the proudness of like, yeah, we could do this now. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. And, and it's dope to see your testimony go from, from the moments that, that you hit your highest you had your challenges, like everybody in life. Nobody's mm-hmm. perfect, right? Mm-hmm. But now you just burst through that motherfucker, and now it's like nothing can hold you back, homie. You Mm-mm. know what I'm saying? And Mm-mm. it's amazing to see cocaine in the position where he don't need nobody. Nah. Cocaine is cocaine, and all he needs is God and his family. That's it, man. And, that's and just light-minded cats like yourself, because you got to be guilty by association. <laughs> yeah. And I'm guilty by association. Positivity. Um. That's all I can say at the end of the day, man. What you have is very positive. Uh, people weren't anticipating that, but it's that une- unexpectedness, that unknown stuff that becomes the biggest inspiration. Yes, sir. So I appreciate you. You know what I mean? Yeah, likewise, homie. Keep it popping. Let's keep it pushing. We got some new stuff coming. They don't know. Oh, yeah. We're gonna keep that a secret for now. On a battle cap, baby. Oh man, it ain't no yeah. secret no more. <laughs> shout, shout out to DJ Battle Cat. Yeah, man. And, and mm-hmm. definitely God got me is on the way. That's yeah. what I'm gonna say, yes, man. Sir. God bless you. Everybody give a follow to the homie Cocaine. Make sure you check out that new project he got with Sugar Free. Make sure you check out his daughter. Make sure you check out the homie that just came through. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to celebrate for the homie. So let's turn up. Let's celebrate. And before we get up out of here, I respect everybody's beliefs. But we drove all the way up here. And I know God led every single stop, every single relationship, every single opportunity that happened. I know that when I saw you, that wasn't a mistake. So we're going to give it up to God, my G. Yeah. Father God, Father God, I come to you tonight to thank you, Lord. We thank you for the opportunity to come here and sit with our brother Cocaine and have this blessing of a discussion of his testimony, his rise, um, all his accolades, his flowers we were able to give to him in person. Lord, we thank you for blessing this journey, uh, opening the doors, having these beautiful people embrace us in every moment that we go. Shout out to everybody that's uh, blessed us along this way, this journey. We ask you to keep on blessing uh, Cocaine, his family, uh, open the doors for everything that he do does and he puts his hands on and he touches. We know that you're going to multiply that and triplify that, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. That's amen. how we do it, my G. Uh, yeah, high knows. five for that hey, one. let's go. Come on, high five for the Lord. That's how we do it. God bless you, my G. We, we're going to keep too. on supporting. We're going to keep on um, 
cheering from the sidelines, homie. And whenever you need us, whenever you call the play calls, we're gonna come in and dunk that motherfucker with you. You know what I'm saying? Man, it's all, all day. Much love and respect. All day. You already yes, know. Sir. Much love and respect to everybody out there. Mr. Criminal on air live. Make sure you keep on following, subscribing, follow the homie Cocaine. Make sure you go stream all his new music right now as we speak. Don't sleep and do not bite the funk. God bless. Mr. Criminal on air live. Wes. What's that?